It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Of course, we've been talking about this for the last couple of days, but we are honored to be on the phone with a gentleman that has starred in Superman 2. He's got a new movie out called Unfinished Song that also happens to star Vanessa Redgrave and a little woman known as uh, Gemma Otterton, who is also on Game of Thrones. And we'll talk to him about that and a bunch of other things. His name is Terrence Stapp. Good morning, Terrence. Good morning, sir. So far, so good. I like it. Thank you so much for the time. It's an honor to speak with you. We appreciate it. Not at all. You know, uh, we were uh, just talking about this movie, Unfinished Song, that you have uh, coming out that's out in theaters now. And and I started to think, you know, it, what was it about this particular role that, that drew you into it? Because I'm sure at this point you're allowed to be pretty picky with what you what you go with. Well, the, the truth was it was just a wonderful script but I mean basically at this point in my life I just I trust my intuition you know I had a very good feeling about it I was nervous about the song and I was nervous about singing you know in a, in a really in a serious way you know I had turned down Camelot I turned down the role of Arthur in Camelot and I'd always regretted it and when they cast Vanessa who played Guinevere in the original Camelot and, and my character was called Arthur and I had to sing I thought Maybe this was uh, the universe giving me a second chance. You know? So that, that kind of confirmed it for me, really. It is, it is an interesting set of coincidences, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, uh, and I was just going to talk about the, the, the singing that's involved in the movie, and it, that must mean that it is actually you. They didn't dub it over, huh? So you actually had to do some singing for the role. Oh, yeah, not only was it singing, but it was, it was one take. I mean, it was the last day. It was the end of the last day. They had a theater full of people. And they said, okay, we're ready for you. And they, they maybe would have had time for another take. The way it came out, we, we just, I just kind of got it on the first take. So that it was a live take, which in my, the way I work, that's, you know, the best possible thing, really. Now, you don't strike me as somebody that would take something like that lightly. Do you do, like, a, a lot of vocal training? Or did you just kind of follow your gut and go, hey, let's, let's do this and make it, make it count? Well, the truth is that well, I worked with Olivier... Um, my second movie, with like 1962, I think it was, and and um, I had some wonderful chats with Lawrence, and I remember him saying, to, we talked about voice, and he said, you must always work on your voice, even if it's only sort of five, ten minutes a day, you must always work on it, because, you know, as your looks fade, your voice will become empowered. So I have always done that. I, I have religiously paid attention to my voice and my breathing. So I was confident in my voice, and I have studied singing, but I've never done it like in, in a role like this. I mean, I've sung a little song in Poor Cow, you know, which was kind of um, reused in, in Soderbergh's film The Limey. But there was never, I'd never sung under pressure. And so that was a kind of first truth was that from the beginning this film went so well so I stopped really worrying about the song. I just thought well, you know, I'll learn the song and when it comes up I'll do it and, and it just worked out very well frankly. You know, you get to play a little bit of a curmudgeon with, uh, with the Arthur role in this particular film. Is that something that you can get lost in and you enjoy kind of uh, being that, uh, that contrarian from time to time? Is it a fun role to play? I think it was, it was a very emotional role for me because I, in truth, I based it on my own dad because he was like that. He was absolutely, you know, totally devoted to my mother, but he didn't 
really have a lot of time for everybody else. I mean, he was, he, and he was funny in a very kind of ironic, sort of bitter way. So I thought to myself, if I get in trouble with this role, I'll think about Tom, and that's what I did. So in that sense, the emotions, like the the underlay that I needed for the part, was kind of available to me all the time. Terrence, you have been in a lot of things in a lot of different mediums and done a lot of stuff. Are you at a point now where you are able to kind of just, uh, you know, do a role and unplug from it? Or are, do you enjoy still learning something? Like maybe working with somebody like Vanessa Redgrave would give you an opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about, about the uh, the profession than you, than you knew going in. I think the great, the great blessing in my life, really, was that um, I, was, I was just always a great pupil. I never had any desire to teach. I never wanted to, you know, tell people how to do things. But I, it seemed to me natural to be able to learn. And that, that is actually the truth. So although it, it becomes harder for me, um, every role I do, it's harder to learn the lines. Uh, it, it's harder to, you know, do the long working days. But the thing that still that just improves, really, is this, you know, one's capacity kind of absorbing new things. And the way I keep myself going, I try to I try to find something that I haven't done before in, in the roles that I take. You know, you have uh, won so many awards for your dramatic portrayals of, of characters in, in your films. And then, you know, I've also loved you in, in the stuff that you've done that's very comedic and very dry and very fun. Do you have a preference as to which kind of roles that you take, or do you like to kind of mix it up a little bit? Well, I, I've always liked to mix it up, but I have to confess that the roles that sort of uh, are more appealing to me now are the kind of comedy roles, only because it's more delicate. It's a more delicate way of acting. And I think that, you know, to, to pull off really good comedy is, is it's, it's, curious. it's satisfying in an unusual way, let's put it that way. Makes sense. You know, as a uh, as a fan of the early Superman films and with Zod on the phone with me, I have to ask, have you had a chance to watch Man of Steel? Did you get a chance to see what they've done with that character and, and how you thought Michael Shannon did with that? Well, the truth is, I haven't really, I haven't really wanted to see it. I just have such of glorious memories of shooting one and two with, with Dick Donner or with Brando. And I thought to myself, I'm, 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 I, didn't want to, I didn't want to see it yet. I just thought I'd let it go by and I, I'd kind of catch it when all the hoo-ha is over. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. And you know, it's funny. You you say you you had a good time on that production set. I, I remember reading some stories about how interesting it was behind the scenes from that angle. But it seems like you had a pretty good time doing that movie. Well, the thing was that you know, really, Marlon Brando. You know, I, I came into the business because the first movie I ever saw was with Gary Cooper. It was a film called Beaujest, and I was only like four years old. That was my first movie, and I loved Gary Cooper. I wanted to be like Gary Cooper, you know, and then. But it was a kind of a baby fantasy, as it were. And then when I was about 16, I started seeing Marlon Brando, and he really fulfilled everything for me because I, I was so stunned by, you know, this kind of how incredibly sensitive this guy was in this kind of very brutal body, you know. And I thought to myself, and he became my sort of my modern hero. So although I had met him, the first two Superman movies, which we shot together, you know, I was actually on the set with him. I was actually hanging out with him. 
so for me, it was a real hallmark, you know, to be able to work with somebody who who really was crucial in, in actually getting me into the business. Well, Superman 2, clearly the best of the early part of the franchise. And uh, Terrence, happy birthday, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Go check out Unfinished Song. It's in theaters now, and we appreciate the time, sir. You have a good one. Not at all. Lovely to talk to you. Take care. All the best.